0: Bitcoin man,
1: Bitcoin man. Yeah, taxation.
0: Oh, okay. So this is (laughs) going to be super exciting, Um, but the taxation of Bitcoin it it does get a little bit complicated. So taxation
1: of Bitcoin and crypto.
0: Yeah, I'm going to concentrate on Bitcoin because Bitcoin is the most popular one. Okay. Okay. Um, But and and also I'm not going to pretend that I'm an expert on cryptocurrencies. Right. Okay. Uh, So Bitcoin. What is Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a digital currency. That um, has no backing by any nation, right? Or nation state, or state. Okay, uh, it is a, a digital currency that is created by a peer to peer network of computers using something called blockchain technology, whereby a bunch of computers verify transactions using complicated mathematical formulas, let's say, right? Um, and that's really my extent <clears> of the, my knowledge of what Bitcoin is but obviously as uh, accountants as tax tax advisors we have to know the taxation of Bitcoin and the taxation of Bitcoin transactions because we're starting to see it we're starting to see it with our clientele we're starting to see it in the news and uh, it's inevitable that it is going to become popular like just for example um, you know a couple of mutual fund and ETF providers in Canada um, have gotten approval to issue Bitcoin mutual funds and Bitcoin right. ETFs. And these are available to the public by prospectus. Right, They're not private investments. And, so, and,
1: and my understanding is, I mean, people, because we've had, Bitcoin's been around for a, a while now. I think um, like 12 years. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, I mean,
1: but we, we've only really seen activity in it from our clients pretty much this year, a little bit last year, heavier right. this year. But my understanding is like, they only really kind of put in, legislation on how they were going to tax this
0: well no no legislation has been written oh, okay um it, it's just guidance okay. at this point all right um and uh, it, it remains to be seen whether uh legislation will be written to capture uh you know specifically capture transactions in bitcoin and cryptocurrencies i'm not aware of any legislation pending or any um any talk about legislation but i, I could be wrong but from that particular perspective, there is guidance, and the CRA and the IRS, and I'm sure other major tax authorities uh, have guidance on Bitcoin. So, you know, Bitcoin, um, without getting too deep into it, it's a digital currency, not controlled by any, um, not controlled by any nation, right? Um, as opposed to fiat currency like the Canadian dollar, the U.S. dollar. Uh, the Japanese yen for example mm-hmm. which is a currency backed up by a nation and their ability to tax right that nation okay. right so um bitcoin you know the big thing from a tax perspective here in Canada is whether your transactions in bitcoin or your gains and losses with respect to bitcoin a how are they measured and b are they going to be classified as Capital gains and losses, or um, business income and losses. Right. And obviously, we know, you know, from a tax perspective, the difference. Right. Mm-hmm. Business income is taxed at your full marginal rate, and capital gains and capital losses are taxed at half your marginal rate.
1: Right. And and again, you're you're saying marginal rate, which applies to an individual, but right. moving it to a corporation.
0: Yeah, I think that moving it to a corporation, talking about corporate tax um, strategies and whatnot, I think it's a little bit beyond the scope of this particular uh, uh, podcast. Maybe, um, you know, I don't really want to speak for an hour on this, but maybe we can talk about um, strategies with respect to Bitcoin and and real estate and whatnot. And At a later date. Yeah, at a later date about perhaps obtaining a a deferral of taxation in a corporation. But we'll talk about that at a later date. I think for now, let's assume that all Bitcoin transactions, for the purpose of our discussion, are conducted by an individual in Canada. Okay. Okay. So from that particular perspective, there's really, uh, the way I see it, there's really three types of transactions that can happen with Bitcoin. Okay. One is going to be if you're mining Bitcoin. Okay. And I'll explain what that is. Number two, it's if you're transacting in Bitcoin, like paying for things right. or receiving Bitcoin uh, for payment for things. Okay, And then number three is if you're investing or speculating in Bitcoin. Is that a long-term hold? It could be a long-term hold. It could be short-term. And we'll okay. kind of get into the details of that. Right. So let's talk about mining Bitcoin. Um, you know, I'm sure people have read or heard about the mining process, but what the heck does that mean? So Bitcoin is not just created out of thin air. I mean, I guess it kind of is, but <laughs> there are certain rules as to how Bitcoin is created. And the process of creating new Bitcoins um, is the, uh, referred to as mining. Right. Okay? So let's say, you know, John Paul McDonald decides, I'm going to buy this computer, hook it up to the system, hook it up to the, however the heck these computer guys do it, hook it up to the Bitcoin system, and I want to start mining Bitcoin, okay? Right. Your computer is going to verify transactions using some sort of a software algorithm, whatnot, and you are going to be rewarded for performing these services with new Bitcoin, Mm -hmm. and that is the creation of new Bitcoin, okay? And this is no joke. In circulation currently, I think Bitcoin must be like $42,000, something like that. Yeah, Canadian, right now, Canadian right now. Right now. We're, we're almost at a trillion dollars of Bitcoin circulating in the market. And, and you compare that to, let's say, I don't know, like our biggest bank, Royal Bank, I think is, I don't know, maybe 150 to $200 billion of market cap. That's crazy. So it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Right? Um, so Bitcoin, this is, mining is the process by which Bitcoin is created. So you are you have a computer. You hook it up to the system. You pay for electricity. You maintain that computer, and you're mining Bitcoin, and you're rewarded with Bitcoin, right? When when you put all these facts this, this fact pattern together, you know it's pretty straightforward. You're you're running some sort of a business. Completely. You're providing a service, yep. and you're being rewarded with Bitcoin. And these you know? and these individuals have expenses as well. Of course, they have expenses. Right. Right. So. They could have security expenses they could have um you know if you have a whole warehouse of servers doing this you know air conditioning and rent and electricity there's uh, computer maintenance right so you're running a business right right and that's where the the cra distinguishes you know are you running a business or are you just sort of have a hobby yeah have a hobby or are you just kind of investing for the long term okay clearly you you're you have some sort of a business interest you're you're running a business you're actively doing something here mm-hmm. so when you receive that bitcoin as a reward for performing these services that is generally considered as business income taxable at the full rate right and because we're in canada you know if you receive one bitcoin for example to make it nice and easy uh on tuesday and bitcoin is worth forty thousand dollars for one Bitcoin on Tuesday, you just made forty thousand dollars of Canadian income revenue. Yep. Okay. And from a simplistic standpoint, that's what it is. It's a business income taxable fully. And then arguably your losses are taxed fully. Right. Right. So, you know, then comes the question of okay, well, then those bitcoins that you have, are they inventory or are they capital or so on and so forth? We're not gonna get into that detail because we're going to be here forever. But mining Bitcoin appears to be, as at least when you read the CRA's guidance, it appears to be a business endeavor. Okay. Okay. So taxable um, as business. All right. Point then, two? Yeah. Oh. Point two. Let's say we decide in our business, we can really accept any currency we want.
1: We should. We should accept Bitcoin.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> Anyone
1: willing to pay in Bitcoin, I'll take
0: <laughs> it. Yeah. So we could technically accept Bitcoin for our services right right so we you know do a tax return and or a consultation and we say okay give us a couple thousand dollars or give us you know you know one Bitcoin. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 40,000 40, like compared to yeah, 3,000. Yeah. Know, I'll like take it. it. But, um, <laughs> and in that, uh, from that particular perspective, it appears from the guidance here is guidance that they're looking at at that like a barter transaction. Right. Okay. So they, they go to that guidance and a barter transaction is really, you know, can you measure the, the, can you measure the transaction in fiat currency so they're just trading
1: they're trading services Uh, i mean yeah so all pretty much what you're saying there is that you know the canadian government is completely saying that it's not a fiat that the this is not by by
0: definition bitcoin is not a fiat it's not a currency it's not well it's not fiat right Right. but it is it is a a method of exchange okay right and we you know once again this is beyond the scope of this uh, podcast um this kind of like economics Right. Whatever in theory, but it is a method of exchange in reality. Right. I can pay you in Bitcoin if you're willing to take Bitcoin for um, whatever product it is you're selling or whatever service you're providing. Then you know it is a, a legitimate transaction. And Bitcoin, because it has a big enough market and it and it has quoted values, is a simple way to measure in Canadian dollars the value of that transaction right so if i pay you in a fractional bitcoins mm-hmm. that's worth five thousand dollars canadian we've just transacted in canadian dollars right essentially yeah. five thousand dollars whether i paid you in you know uh, other product bitcoin gold so it doesn't really matter right okay? and what people need to understand with transaction or transacting with bitcoin is that the normal process of taxation occurs so if the service you've provided to me is a taxable supply for HST purposes it doesn't matter what i pay you in if it's bitcoin you still have to charge me that HST and i can pay you in HST uh, the HST in bitcoin yeah but you must remit Canadian dollars to the Canadian government. Yeah, the government's not accepting Bitcoin right now. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So from that particular perspective, if people want to accept Bitcoin or transact in Bitcoin, it's perfectly fine. But understand that the Canadian government wants their Canadian dollars for HST purposes. Okay. Okay? So all the normal rules um apply. So now we're getting into the third area, which is, you know, speculation or investing, whatever you want to call it. And this is the kind of complex area right right i we did a podcast on um real estate transactions and real estate transactions are their own beast uh and now we're looking at bitcoin and once again the CRA has put out some guidance um so is the irs i believe they put out some guidance on this but it's not like they've you know dedicated anything big to it
1: so when you say guidance you you mean that this is how we would like you to record it, but it's not legislated.
0: Yeah, like once again, it, it, there's no concrete legislation that says, "Okay, here's section ABC of the Income Tax Act, transactions in Bitcoin, ABCDE." You, you know what I mean? It's right. not like it's not like that. It, right. We go to guidance to um, common law, similar similar situations, right? right? So in this situation, it's kind of looked at almost almost like the way they look at securities, right? Okay. And you know, they're gonna look at a couple different things. And I'll give you at the end, you know, maybe we'll give some examples. And once again, um these examples are guidance only, mm-hmm. right? So they're gonna look at a couple things. They're gonna look at frequency. How frequently are you speculating in Bitcoin? Right. Are you doing it more frequently or are you doing it less frequently? So are you buying and selling daily? Correct. Okay. You're buying and selling daily, right? The higher the frequency of transaction in Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or whatever, um, the more the CRA is going to lean towards business income. Right. The, f- the less frequency, the more they're going to lean towards capital gain. Now,
1: less frequency in your opinion, what, monthly? So every six months, this is where every, this is where judgment comes in. Okay.
0: Yeah, this is where judgment comes in. Right. Um, the next uh, thing is period of ownership. Right. How long have you owned the asset for? Okay. Right. You buy Bitcoin and you flip it fast. Right. Right.
1: Well, because the the, the sticker price goes up.
0: And yeah, you, you, you can buy it any, intraday. We're seeing like 10% swings intraday. In Bitcoin, oh, for sure. Yeah. Right? So if you're trying to take advantage of that, you know, the more the, the shorter the period, right. the more they're going towards business, the longer the period, the more they're going towards capital gain. Okay. Okay. Um, knowledge, knowledge of Bitcoin, knowledge of the securities industry, knowledge of trading, knowledge of economics. The more knowledgeable you are, mm-hmm. and, and the more that it can be proved that you're knowledgeable, the more we're leaning towards business. And the less we're leaning towards capital gain. Right. Okay. Then what is your normal business? Are you an investment advisor who buys and sells Bitcoin on client accounts, hundreds of client accounts all the time? Or are you just, you know, I don't know, somebody that works at a factory? Right. Who happened to say, hey, you know what? I heard a rumor that this Bitcoin thing is going to take off. I'm going to buy some Bitcoin. Right? Yep. The more you are tied into the industry, the more it looks like business income, the less it looks like capital gain, capital loss.
1: So this does sound very familiar to the way real estate is taxed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There are okay. there is overlap. Okay. There is overlap. Yeah, so but in in yeah. real estate, we we did talk Yeah. the first thing was intent. intent. Right. And but you're you're saying intent doesn't really play You know, no. intent
0: plays into this, but it's okay. it's a it's a different a little bit different guidance. Here, okay. Right? Because real estate is a specific type of asset. It's a, it's a physical asset. That is there. That is immovable. Right. You know what I mean. Yep. So they have to look at it in a couple different ways because you know the way it's gone through the courts, the way it's gone through audit procedures, and so on and so forth. It's a little bit different. Okay. Right? Um, and with a so
1: click of a button, you can sell Bitcoin. You can't do that. Yeah, with that yeah I can
0: press a button and sell Bitcoin. Right. I can also use Bitcoin realistically to form. Um, to, to co- compensate people for transactions.
1: Yeah. Well, you can buy a house with Bitcoin. Some guy just bought a
0: $22 million condo in Miami or something. Right. Like but it's hard to buy apples and oranges right. with a house. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's theoretically possible, I guess. Yeah. You know, you can create a derivative against that house and fractionalize it. I'm, I'm sure that could happen, but it's very impractical and it's not common. Right. Right. The next thing, time spent. How much time are you actually allocating to buying and selling Bitcoin? Right. Right? Once again, if you buy it, hold it for five years and sell it, you're not really expending time on it. But if you are spending all day every day or like three hours a day on Bitcoin, doing a crap ton of research on it, um, you know, getting in and out of positions, you you know, you're spending time, you know, doing YouTube videos on Bitcoin every single day to attract yeah. people, whatever Th- these, these things lead more towards rerunning running a business right, and less towards capital gain, capital loss. Next thing is financing. Are you just buying it with your savings or are you borrowing and buying? Are you conglomerating some other people's money uh, together? Are you doing something complicated to get the money to buy Bitcoin? right? I suppose now you can buy it on margin. Yeah. You can open up a margin account and buy and sell Bitcoin intraday ETF mm-hmm. style, right? Yep. So if you're doing that, you're applying leverage. We're looking at more of a business activity and less at capital gains, capital loss, right? Okay. And then finally, advertising. Once again, we go back to are you making YouTube videos? Are you, you know, tweeting, Every single day about your abilities to buy and sell Bitcoin. Are you looking to get other people involved with you? Right. Right. Advertising uh, the, your knowledge. Advertising your 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 willingness to to take on clientele. Let's say for example, that that is an indication of a business rather than capital gain, capital loss. Right. Yep. So I mean, I think the best way <coughs> to look at it um, is an example, right? So, you know, let's say you have some person, Mr. X, who works a normal job in I don't know, pick something completely unrelated to accounting. Yeah. <laughs> They're an account Let's use me, because yeah. I, I John Paul McDonald I,
1: I buy I buy Bitcoin and I right. sell Bitcoin. Right. You know, so I haven't in a couple months, but I, yeah. I have bought and
0: okay so John Paul McDonald, who runs mm-hmm. an accounting firm. Yeah. Okay. And Cannot, I'm, I'm assuming you cannot explain to me how blockchain technology works. No, nope. I'm assuming you know today was the first time you found out how much the market capitalization of Bitcoin is.
1: Incorrect. I actually you knew it, it, it before. Exactly. Okay, yeah. right. so, so you're really killing yourself. <laughs> right? I hope an auditor doesn't watch us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, just go with me. I've, well, I've lost. I've lost. Me. Can yeah, I? want to
1: yeah. know. Can I? Can I write my losses off? Right. <laughs> right. Right.
0: So, so the reality is, I'm. I, you're not even on social media. Right. Right. You're not out there advertising expert knowledge of the ability to make profits with Bitcoin. Not yet. Okay. Yep. You're not frequently trading Bitcoin. I I was for a little bit, but Like maybe for what? How long?
1: For for a month and then I needed all my money. I need a more extreme example. This is too (laughs) fucking sorry.
0: (laughs) Keep (laughs) going. This is this is too this is too in in the middle. Let's go with a different one. Okay, Nelson. Okay. Have you ever bought Bitcoin before? No. Okay. So Nelson has never bought Bitcoin before. All right? And after this he's like, you know what, this Bitcoin thing sounds pretty cool. I'm gonna buy a thousand bucks of Bitcoin. Nelson, what do you do for a living? Photographer. Okay, he's a photographer, all right? Has nothing to do with the securities industry, has nothing to do with Bitcoin, but he pops a thousand bucks of his money that he has sitting in a TFSA into a Bitcoin ETF. He holds that Bitcoin for the next five years and completely forgets about it, Mm -hmm. okay? Five years from now, um, you know, he he just had a kid, okay? that kid needs whatever it is and what that whatever that kid needs is you know costs 5000 bucks then you just happen to notice that holy crap my bitcoin etf just quintupled in value 5000 bucks so you hit the sell button and you sell that etf okay 5 years has gone by you've done zero other trades in bitcoin You've held the, the the one asset that you bought five years ago with your savings, no financing, for five years. It has nothing to do with your business. You're still a photographer. You've spent zero time researching it. You know, to me, that sounds like a capital like a capital gain.
1: That's a guaranteed capital gain.
0: It, to me, it sounds like a, like a slam dunk. Actually, yeah. it's it's a nothing because it's in the TFSA. But yeah. if it wasn't in the TFSA, it would be a capital gain. You're not right. running some sort of a Bitcoin business, right? Okay. Now, let's take it to a bigger extreme, okay? Let's take, um, you know, Mrs. X, who is a retail investment advisor, all right? And she truly believes in Bitcoin, tweets about Bitcoin every day. You know, she buys and sells Bitcoin on margin for 100 client accounts along with her own. She's trading, makes at least two or three trades a week on Bitcoin based on her ability to predict the flows, the ups and downs of Bitcoin, and she's made people tons of money doing this. She's super successful, doing it, you know, let's say two hundred transactions a year. Right. Okay. She's not holding it for long. She's using leverage, a margin account she's advertising her knowledge to the public she's taking other people's money in and trading on bitcoin it would be a stretch in my opinion of course yeah to to claim her gains as capital gains yeah that's more of it this is a business income this This is more of a business a business that she's running okay okay so those are two extreme examples and then as you saw how difficult it was when we looked at your example. Right. We went somewhere, we started to go somewhere in, in between. And
1: that's where you're going to find a lot of the people.
0: And and that's where, exactly. So and that's where it's going to get difficult. Yeah. That's where we're going to have to go with the guidance, put down the fact pattern. Right. And then make a professional decision. Okay. So what,
1: what is your, actually, before I get, ask what your advice is, um, you mentioned that you can buy crypto in, or Bitcoin in an ETF, but, and, but you can also buy the coin so in the nelson example you you talked etf and with mrs x yes is there any difference between buying the coin
0: versus etf that you know i don't think so because the etf or a mutual fund is just the vehicle by which you're buying okay okay if you go and you buy you know you you open your own wallet and buy cryptocurrency or bitcoin yourself Mm -hmm. i i don't think that per se, has much to do with the taxation uh, of Bitcoin. I, you know, I think that it's it's really those things, the frequency, period of ownership, knowledge, what's your normal business, the time spent, the financing and the advertising. I think those are the bigger, okay. the bigger um, criteria. OK, and then
1: for anyone that falls in the middle of these scenarios, like what what's your advice to them with regards to, um, you know, transaction record keeping, uh, things like that, because i uh, th- that's what I see kind of is going to be the biggest headache towards the end of the year for people that are investing or right. trading in, in
0: crypto. Right. So obviously the, the standard <clears throat> record keeping for any normal investment transactions or business transactions or mining transactions, right? So if it's mining, you need to be able to show definitive proof how much you've received. Right. Okay. And when you received it. All right and you have to have some sort of a um, uh, of good quality do- documentation to prove that to back it up whatever you're reporting on your tax return if you're accepting bitcoin as payment or using bitcoin as payment you need to have good transaction records for that and then when you use it if for speculation or for investment purposes once again you need to keep track of all of that you need to keep track of the adjusted cost base of your position in canadian dollars the same way you would do if you were you know, buying gold, for example. Right. Whether you're buying physical gold, a gold ETF, uh, a gold stock, it doesn't matter. You need to keep track. And the government wants to know this stuff in Canadian dollars. Like right. They not care about other currencies.
1: So you, you, you would say, you know, open a spreadsheet, uh, an Excel worksheet, and, yeah. and keep track of your buys and sells and
0: the dates that they happened. Along with the backup of those transactions. Right. right? Okay. The wire of the Canadian fiat currency over to whatever your wallet to purchase Bitcoin right the transaction out of bitcoin back into fiat or into another cryptocurrency or into another asset okay right you need to keep track of all that in the same manner that you would keep track of anything that gets reported on your final tax return for the year okay that is your obligation as a taxpayer right you have to have the backup
1: cool i like it anything else you want to add
0: or um no not really because that's really the extent of my knowledge on the subject at the moment cool